Hey, Husky fans, welcome back to Fourth and Inches, a Husky podcast. My name is Trevor Mueller, and of course, with me is Jake Grant. <laughs> what a great time to be one day late on the podcast. The Big Ten schedule comes out for the next, like, five years. And, you know, I've spent a lot of time being really sad about the Pac-12 dissolving and still will in some ways. But, you know, seeing this slate of conference games gets me really, really fired up. Jake, what say you? Yeah, uh, you know, we've talked about it before. The traditionalist in me still aches inside. I, I, We talked about this earlier on the phone as I'm on my way home from work, oh, we grew up in the Pac-10, you know, our, our entire lives we were in the Pac-10. It's all we know. Um, you made a great point. Uh, it's for the next 10 years, we have a bowl game on, during a regular season, whether it's Ohio State, whether it's Michigan, Michigan State, uh, you know, Penn State, Penn Wisconsin. State. Oh my God! All of them. All of them. It's it, it's the Big Ten schedule is absolutely going to be ruthless. There is when when the college football playoff goes to, expands to eight teams, eight teams, twelve teams, twelve teams, twelve teams. Yeah. Um, there will be two loss Big Ten teams regularly making it into the college football playoff. One hundred percent. You can't go through that gauntlet undefeated when you have a schedule that did you see Michigan schedule next year they have in this year's poll five top 10 teams next year in their schedule tell me you're not losing at least two of those games so Michigan Michigan uh goes to Illinois Indiana Ohio State and Washington yeah and then they have home games Michigan State Minnesota Northwestern Oregon and USC yeah, it's an absolute gauntlet. <laughs> and then and then when you're done with that, oh yeah, there's Maryland. They haven't lost since they lost to Ohio State last yeah. year. Yeah. So so that's not a cupcake either. Washington's going to have seasons like Michigan is going to next year, where they have six, seven, you know, undefeated teams that they've played throughout the season that are all ranked in the top 15. Um but that's kind of the exciting part about it. Yeah. The best, the best part about this is, Trev, we go to one away game a year. We try to at least, right? Yeah. This just expanded it. Yeah. 15 more years. Uh-huh. We're going to be doing this for a while. And to some really cool places. Yeah. 2028. I sent you a text earlier. Lock it down. We're going to Ohio. We're yeah. going. We're going to the shoe. Yeah. Chills, dude. Like. Next year, I want to go to Penn State. I want to yeah. go to Beaver Stadium. Be a whiteout. I'm in. Let's go. <laughs> I'll wear white. I'll wear my white Husky jersey. I mean, this place, this conference, I've said for as, as long as we've been on the podcast, the thing, one of the things I hate about the SEC is they play eight conference games and they have an extra cupcake during the season. Mm-hmm. I want to and multiply as many fun days of exciting football as I can during a football season. Even if that adds stress, this is crazy fun because they do. They all feel like these could be like marquee, you know, big 10 pack 12 matchups in the, in the early season, but we get them all year. Yeah. Are you kidding me? And I have two points to that. Uh, the first being that there, once uh, conference games start, there will not be a week where there's not a banger of a game where yes. Oregon's playing Michigan or we're playing Michigan or Ohio State or Penn State or USC's playing Penn State or Wisconsin. There's going to be bangers across the board every week of football. The, my second point to that is with that schedule, the Big Ten's already thinking about implementing an SEC-type schedule where your third non-conference game is going to be in November to give your team a little break from the brutality of what is going to be the Big 25. I got to tell you. I don't hate it. And and for Washington, we have two opponents next year. We have Weber State. And we have um, Eastern, Eastern Michigan, I, Eastern, Eastern Michigan, Michigan yeah. I believe. Yeah. Um, the third, 
in November could be Washington State. Yeah, there there's some moaning about that from the Coug country. Um I hope I mean obviously I hope that game continues to be played. Uh I get why there's sour grapes about it, but I think it's mutually beneficial for both teams. Both teams in theory, but really Washington State to play that game, especially if you want to play it. I mean, I think coming to you know, like a mutual let's play it at Lumen Field. Because there's totally a lot of that. There, yeah, there's a lot of kook fans in Seattle. So it would still it could I mean it would be even more of a 50-50 split. I mean, that would be pretty awesome. But you know, if they don't want to play it, I, I understand it too. I mean, it they gotta blame somebody for what's going on and and they've chosen Washington, which makes sense. So whoever they want, you know, they're gonna fill that game. But we have nine games that are just next next year at home. We're going to see Michigan, Northwestern, UCLA, and USC. There's one guaranteed win in there. I mean, those are great games. Yeah. Then you go on the road to Indiana, Iowa. Please be early in the season. Um, <laughs> Oregon, Penn State, and Rutgers. Yeah, brutal. You that with a brand new quarterback. Um, and again, again, there's only one guaranteed win in that in, in the Indiana Rutgers Rutgers is Rutgers 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 is garbage. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Well, well, yeah, yeah, my bad, my bad. Uh, But but this really takes out like the dilution of the big 10 where you get these match. They brought such a diverse group of these four teams that play so different from the big 10 that it makes the big 10 more exciting because now instead of seeing three, cl- three yards in a cloud of dust or a cloud of snow, you now get to see innovative offenses versus a, a strong defensive minded team. And, and it's, it's like strength on strength. And I think that, that's going to lead to more intriguing football than, you know, Minnesota Purdue in the middle of the season. Uh, yeah, I totally agree with that. Um, you know, that even even those games are going to be special for me. I mean, talking about the, the you just mentioned Minnesota and Purdue. Purdue is even going to have a place in, in my heart because of the Rose Bowl win that sure. we have against Purdue. Um, I find it interesting that Oregon is the only game that that's they're the only team that's locked in every year. Um, I thought that they'd protect the four Pac-12 schools coming into this this conference. I, um, I wondered that too. Especially, I mean, there's some games in the Big Ten that are protected, like Minnesota and Purdue, that are absolutely garbage. But, I mean, what was the first one that you mentioned? What was the first protected? It was like... So the the most protected is Iowa has Minnesota, Nebraska, and Wisconsin. There's, there's three games there. Everybody else, most other teams have one and there's a handful with two. Yeah. I mean, but like Ohio state only has Michigan, Oregon and Washington, UCLA and USC. Yeah. Three is excessive. Um, but I mean, still it'd be nice. I know that the big 10 is not going to make it easy for the PAC 12 coming into a conference that's already solidified and, and has history. Yeah. But it'd be nice to protect those West coast teams just a little bit and not make them travel to the East coast all the time and leave that three, you, you could call it, you know, the, the Western swing of, yeah. you know, USC, uh, UCLA and Oregon and, and cut that travel time down just a little bit because, because our teams will be the most traveled teams in the conference every single year. For sure. And just next year, they have to go to Pennsylvania and New York. Mm-hmm. in in different weeks i mean that is yeah and then the next year they're in maryland they're maryland uh yeah that's actually a little bit easier of an uh away schedule because it's only maryland wisconsin oh i got it's maryland michigan and wisconsin michigan wisconsin Those and ucla UC, and ucla is just down you know i mean it's a long ways from here southern california is 
deceptively far, but it's not a trip that Washington isn't used to. Yeah. But man, what a time, dude. I mean, (laughs) just thinking about like, how long is it going to be until this feels normal? Like for our kids, this will be the norm. They won't, they won't have those PAC 12 ties, but these teams that we get to play and and there's so many of them that it's still not going to be, you know, often that they're going to feel really special every year. And I mean, I am just juiced for it. Yeah. It's going to be, it's going to be funny in 20 years uh, when our kids look up at us and they go, dad, what was it like playing that garbage Washington state team every year? (laughs) And we're going to have to tell them what the PAC 12 was like. It was, it's going to be crazy. Let me tell you. Yeah, let me tell you about a time, one, kid. One week you'd go to the scorching desert. Yeah. And See, the back next in my week, day, you'd play a team that scored 80 points and never passed the ball. Back in my day, it was only the Pacific Coast. Yeah. Sometimes we'd have to go to the mountain time zone. Yeah, it's wild. What a time. I mean, I am just, I'm so jazzed. The reason why we're actually here is to talk about, I guess, the old conference and where we sit right now, our power rankings for the first five weeks of the season. The Pac-12 is really, really good. Uh, There's teams up and down that have beat teams. There's teams in this conference on the lower end that have given scares to teams even outside of the conference. This is like the strongest the conference has ever been since we've done the podcast and for a very long time. What is your main takeaway from, you know, calibrating this? We used, uh, we asked some people around the program, a lot of people in the media uh, and including us to rank it. And we did a composite. So Jake, why don't you talk about the conference and, and how you, you went about making this list? Yeah. So basically I just took everybody's list that everybody ranked the PAC 12 in week five their rankings one through 12. I took those lists. I averaged all the teams uh, rankings one through 12 and their composite is an average of what their ranking was. And then I compiled a one through 12 list based on those averages. Um, What I found doing this was that one through six are all over the board. Um, There was no consistency with one through six. Um, there was one team that I'll talk about when we get there that everybody had the same vote, but outside of that, everybody else was just everywhere. Um, and, and I'm not surprised because half of this conference, anybody could win this conference, the top six teams, anybody could win it. And, and, and it's anybody's game and they're all very competitive. It just depends on who shows up that week. So I'm excited about this list. I think, and we have four unbeaten teams in the conference. Yeah, and 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 we haven't even started the gauntlet yet. The November gauntlet is absolutely brutal for teams like Oregon, Washington, USC, Oregon State. Washington, uh, Washington State. State probably has the best schedule out of all of us, um, and I, I still see them losing two games coming up. Yeah. So it, it just, I, with that being said, let's go over this list. Uh, I, I think some of us are going to be a little bit disappointed with uh, the one overall. Go ahead, Trev. So coming in at number 12, this oh. had to be unanimous. Yeah, everybody voted this unanimous. Yeah. Uh, the 12 and 11. 12 and that. And you know what? That that checks out. It's the Stanford Cardinal. This you team can't is- lose this. You can't lose the Sacramento State and <laughs> be any higher than 12. Yeah. And, you know, right now they are they are one and four and they are going to struggle to get another win. Mm -hmm. Uh, It seems like other teams that are down towards the bottom have something going for them. This team does not. I mean, they were actually up on Oregon six to zero after the first quarter in that game, because they just absolutely took the air out of the ball and got a three and out stop. But Justin Lamson is uh, just not it. He he ended up getting some good yardage in that first quarter with some quarterback draws, but once those were identified and sniffed out, that game was absolutely over. And 
Stanford just doesn't have the guys to compete in this conference the way it's constructed right now. Yeah, and I I mean looking at their schedule, I don't I don't see another win for them. I think the closest that they have to a win is maybe Cal, maybe Cal. Yeah, but Cal's doing some things that are like are pretty good. Like Cal took Auburn who took Georgia to the wire, right? Like Yeah. Yeah, they, I know. I'm just looking for anything. No, you're right. Stanford. Yeah, like, if gonna... they can, if they can run on Colorado and Colorado gets behind the chains, maybe. Boy. Yeah, that's it's that. Tough. You know what? That that's enough about Stanford. <laughs> Our number eleven team is Arizona State, and they also at points I thought that this might be the worst team in the conference, but they've started to show a little bit. Uh, they gave USC a game the week before they were right there with Cal. Kenny Dillingham is a good offensive mind, but again, where's their wins going to come from? Yeah. I mean, Arizona, maybe, um, I could see that being a pretty close game. Uh, it always means a little bit more in rivalry games anyways. So I could see them getting up for that game, but yeah, I mean, outside of that, they have a, they have a pretty tough schedule too. I mean, they, they got maybe Colorado, uh, but then they got Washington, Washington State, Utah, UCLA, Oregon. I mean, it's <laughs> it's absolutely brutal for them. And Arizona State also uh, came in unanimous, unanimously voted at 11. Also, Oh, really? Okay. Yep. So, I mean, I, I, I think that everybody's pretty confident about the la- the bottom dwellers of this uh, of this conference. Yeah, and if you're gonna tier this, that is the bottom tier right there. That is the the drag. Oh yeah, yeah. That's yep. You don't you don't put anybody else in that tier. Yep. This one is just above Drek. Like they're they're still swimming in some dirty water. Uh and that number 10 is Cal. And we saw what happened with Cal against Washington a couple of weeks ago. The game was over literally after the first three series. They beat Arizona State, but they didn't look very good doing it. It would have been really cool if they would have uh, got Auburn, but obviously that didn't happen. I like Sam Jackson. I think he's pretty quick, but he's young and he's just not very good yet. The defense is still pretty good, but this is exactly where they belong. Yeah, and their composite ranking came in at 9.875. So, I mean, that's right at 10. Everybody thinks that they're right around there. I think I had Cal the highest, the ranked highest out of everybody and uh i think i put them seven yeah i think i put them above arizona colorado and uh so i think i had them at eight but yeah everybody had them hovering right around nine and ten so nobody's got a whole lot of faith in cal right now i think it's tough with a with a young quarterback that's catching it's you know he's kind of learning on the on the fly so jade knott's really good though hmm jade knott's really good very good Yeah. yeah But um, they, they have Oregon State, Utah, USC, Oregon, Washington State before they get to Cal, UCLA. Yeah, I, it's, I mean, it's the packed out twelve schedule, man. Yeah. It, there's, you're lucky if you don't play one of those top four teams. Yeah, even a top six team. It's, if you're not in the top six and you're playing one of those top six teams, it's tough to expect to win that day. Yeah, um, it looks like the next one we have a tie. Is that true? They both looking that at. Is, it. That is true. Okay. Well, you have it listed on yours as Arizona is next. I think the Arizona yeah. shtick, if Jaden Delora is not able to go and Noah Fafita ends up being the quarterback, they're going to be able the you know, teams are going to take advantage of the fact that he can only dink and dunk. He is not very good down the field yet. They have some weapons on offense, but everything's just going to be kept in front of them. And as you saw on their defense, like their defense is better than last year, but it's still not very good. So I think this is appropriate spot. I could see them. Ah, They have three wins. They need three more to get bull eligible. Um, They could beat UCLA, Colorado and Arizona state and finish six and six. But I think that's probably their ceiling. I could, I could also see them getting Oregon state down in the desert and, and getting an upset victory. The I Pac-12 mean, does. You've seen crazier things yeah. in the Pac-12, man. Teams go down to the desert and and it's hot. And depending on the nighttime and depending on the weather, teams aren't ready for it. Um, their composite came out in eight. 
and ended up tying Colorado with a composite eight score. I, the reason I put Colorado in front of Arizona is because they had the highest vote by one person. Ah, uh, okay. So they had a five ranked five. A five. Yeah, they got ranked fifth by somebody. Um, so I put them ahead of Arizona for that reason. And so Colorado's obviously next on the list. And looking at their schedule, they have an easier path to six wins than Arizona. Mm-hmm. They have Arizona State coming up, then they go to Stanford. That'll get them that'll get them knocking right on the door. Then you have to beat one of UCLA, Arizona. And the real question mark, I think, is what's Utah going to be at the end of the season? Yeah, I. If, that's exactly right. I mean, are they? They're already fighting health. Cam Rising's yeah, fighting health. So I don't know. I, I could see them winning. I could see them winning two more games, or I could see them winning four more games. Yeah, I I don't know. It's it's tough. The, the way that they started the season, you would have thought that they would have <laughs> they would have won nine games, but right. um, after that, with the last th- you know two games that they've played, it, it's tough to see them beating anybody outside of Arizona State and Stanford for me. Yeah, yeah, it is. I think so. I think you're probably right on that. Um, it, it's gonna it's gonna be tough. Uh, the the next team is. I mean, really close in rankings to them. I would say that's that's the third tier right there. Those three, uh, Colorado at eight, Arizona at nine, and Cal at ten. I kind of I would I would include this next one. You would oh, I would just just because, and the only reason is is because I my top tier is the top six. (laughs) (laughs) There's only three tiers. Got it. The next group is UCLA, and man, they they've just. They looked really, really good, and then they looked so bad against Utah. Yeah, they just couldn't. They couldn't move the ball. No, it wasn't even the fact that they only scored seven. It was the fact that they couldn't even move the ball. Well, they scored fourteen. Just one of them was for Utah. Yeah, yeah. On the first pass of the game. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, that was the most that offense moved all day, chasing the Utah guy down the sideline. One hundred percent. So you know, and and. Their composite came in really close to UCLA and Colorado, and that's kind of why – or, sorry, uh, Arizona and Colorado. And that's kind of why I clumped them in with these guys too. I mean, it's a 7.875 composite compared to those two who were at an eight. So I think everybody kind of thinks that those three teams uh, – maybe Cal's in a in – a, zone all by themselves maybe they're in the bottom tier maybe they're just in a tier by themselves but i think you could look at arizona colorado and ucla as as a tier in themselves they're all those three teams could just beat up on each other all year and i see it the opposite where i see ucla as the floater by itself like yeah. some sort of football purgatory because i think that they're going to be a seven and five the eight, eight and four just based on their schedule. I think they lose uh, against Washington state and Oregon state, but then they have Stanford, Cal and Arizona. Yeah. Stanford, Colorado. Yeah. And we talked about that at the beginning of the year that UCLA probably has the easiest schedule out of any. It it really is. It it really helps them out that they're having, you know, they have a, a, let's say a down year compared to what they had last year as far as talent goes. And and they could have really used the schedule last year. Well, they have so it's 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 those two losses probably, but then it's Stanford, Colorado, Arizona, Arizona State, USC, and then Cal. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of wins on that schedule, mm-hmm. and they're not gonna be. I don't think they're in that top tier. No, nope. What a time to be alive. <laughs> uh, next is Utah, and they're. The most unimpressive team in this group to me, uh, Oregon State just utterly dismantled them without uh, a quarterback. It, it's it's the old Utes of yeah. the Pac-12 days, right? Where they had a good defense, they had a good coaching staff, but man, when it came to 
actually doing anything. They just, they couldn't. And Nate Johnson uh, is a pretty good athlete, but man, he's just, and he's a freshman. He's just, he, he does not look good throwing the ball. Yeah, I'm kind of torn between Utah. I mean, I know that they didn't look good versus Oregon State. I think Oregon State has the ability to do that to anybody in the Pac-12 this year. I think um, I think they have the ability to to, like you said, take the air out of the ball and and then suffocate you on defense, like Utah's done for years and years. But um, Utah just looked kind of discombobulated that whole entire game. Anyways, it, it nothing looked right for them. But I do think the win over Florida was impressive in in Gainesville. Um, and then, you know, Baylor's not a slouch. UCLA, I mean, we have right there next to them. So that could have been a coin flip. But, I mean, I see them beating California. I see them beating one of the two, either USC or Oregon. My, my predictions, they beat USC because – they Ooh. play de- they play defense that you, oh, and yeah. USC does not if, if you've watched USC this year you cannot look at me it's like that changed my mind yeah uh, yeah right like you well, go back and forth all the time defense, too. change my mind <laughs> right so I, th- I think Utah is going to keep that game as close as uh, they can so I think that's the game that they could win between those two games yeah, and Utah and USC have such a good rivalry. They seem to go just back and forth on each other, and uh, it should be USC's turn. I mean, Utah beat them twice last year. Yeah, you'd so, think so, but until you knock them off. Then, yeah, you're right. Changed my mind. And, and Yeah, and their, and their composite score is a six, and that wasn't just voted all sixes. So, I mean, they're right where they need to be as far as their composite goes. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I had him lower. I think I might have had him at seven. Um, I just I have to see some offense before I get too excited. Well, at some point they're going to get Cam Rising back, and at some point he's going to probably get hurt again. And <laughs> uh, next up, this is this is where this tier starts to me. This is a murderer's row of just really good teams, and I mean, I don't know if anybody gets out of it unscathed. Uh, number five is Oregon state. The Washington state game looked closer than it was. Washington state was in control of that the whole game, but then Oregon state was in control of the Utah game, the entire game. Yeah. So DJ, you, Ugi, dang it. DJU <laughs> has, uh, looked fine. He's definitely not in the conversation as one of the best quarterbacks in the country and the con in the conference. They run the ball really well. They 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 still have a pretty good defense. Their outside guys are just not as good as most of the conference, and so the passing game has been a struggle. And I think that's what ends up biting them against some of the big teams that, that they're going to be playing. But you know they're going to go into into the Washington game on probably a one, two, three, four, five, six game win streak. Yeah, I mean they next up is Cal, UCLA, Arizona, Colorado, Stanford, and then us. I don't see a loss in there. Nope. Maybe absolutely. Arizona, like what you're talking about. They're looking forward to the last two weeks of the season. Oh, man. Uh, yeah, us and yeah. Oregon. Those are those two games that they have circled. If they can come out of – if they can go into those games with just one loss, um, they're setting themselves up for success. They have us at home, yeah. and then they have a short trip to Oregon. Um this was another unanimous vote. Everybody voted Oregon State five. Yeah. This was the last unanimous vote. After this, it gets all discombobulated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, they could they could end the season with one, two, or three losses. And and it just depends on how they play against Washington and Oregon State. I don't see them dropping a game until then. I don't either. And if you're Oregon State and you come out of that with one loss, I think you're feeling pretty good. Feeling great about it. Um, and that's actually going to be a theme as we go. And I will take off my purple glasses for this because it's going to get wild. If if Oregon State comes out of that section with one loss, they're in a New Year's Six Bowl. I would think so because I don't think they're going to end up 
they're so in Washington the Washington has the t- Washington State has a tiebreaker over them now. Uh, Washington, yeah, I don't, we'll talk about that. They have Oregon. They 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 got uh they got one on Utah now. I think Utah's gonna have. I don't think Utah's gonna be. Utah's in the Sun Bowl. Yeah, I think there's five teams that are going to be in contention where we're going to have to look at scenarios at the end of the year. Yeah. Um, which brings yeah, us. The unfortunate to- part is there's going to be a really, 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 really good team in the Holiday Bowl. Oh, my gosh. And if if all the players decide that they want to finish their season out well or it, instead of mailing it in like a, some team, some really good contending teams might if they don't reach their goals – they're going to dominate bowl season. Yeah. Um. Next up is Washington state. And I moved them when I was doing my rankings. I moved them four times because I couldn't <laughs> figure out where to put them. And I'll tell you where I had them at, at the start. I had them at number one because ooh, they, have, they have, I know they have the most impressive win and they beat um, Oregon state. And so they have two of their four games they've played. They've beat two ranked teams. Yeah. Yeah. I, Oh God, they, I, they're it's, good. It's hard. It's hard to argue that I had them the lowest out of everybody because, and the reason that I did that is because history has proven that they <laughs> have played this song and dance so many times before where we all think that Washington state is this kick-ass team and then they get to the Apple Cup with some high expectations and a guy that has a bitch and mustache, and they go <laughs> home with tears in their eyes. Okay. Yeah. So don't let history deter you from the fact that it repeats itself. Okay. But Washington State, you're right. Washington State has the next easiest schedule after US. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. But they're going to lose to Washington. I I until they start beating Washington when Washington isn't four and eight under a interim head coach, um, I a hundred percent agree with you. <clears throat> the reason that I have that I put Oregon State in front of Washington State is because I think Oregon State could. And we talked about this at the start of the year. I have Oregon State beating Washington. Right. I have them beating one of the two, Oregon or Washington. I have Washington State losing to. Oregon, us, and one other team. It could be Colorado. It could be UCLA. Yeah, and no, I don't could see be, that. It, it could be at Arizona. I had I had Washington State. I finally landed the plane at three, and over who USC. Ugh, because of the quality of wins and the fact you that think, they they have a defense. You you think. They can outscore USC. In a, I think that in Cam a, Ward's Cam Ward is really good. Um, I think outside of UCLA, this is the second softest schedule that there is, I, and I, I agree. If, I think if they played UCLA or USC, U, USC would would run all over them. <laughs> but you, you you'd think that, but then they only beat Colorado by ten, and Washington State is far USC was gapping them. Was gap in Colorado. What happened though? They they didn't take the air out of the ball. Uh, um, what's his? What's the coach? Um, Lincoln Riley. Lincoln Riley is the most stubborn Pac-12 coach I just, there possibly dude. is. If all he had to do was hand the ball off, but he wants Caleb Williams to lead that football team. No, you're right. That offense, you're right that. and he wants to win him another Heisman because that's what Lincoln yeah. Riley is. He is offense. He doesn't give a shit about the defense. No, obviously. Yeah. So, we're just going to we're going to go out there and we're going to score 50 on everybody we play and I do think that they could score 50 on Washington State. The, and they might. I mean, they could probably score 50 on most teams. Mhm. Um the the wondering I have about them playing Oregon and I I'm really if I'm Oregon fan, what makes me nervous is it's great to have a bye before Washington, but then you have Washington, Washington State in back-to-back weeks, yeah. and that's tough. Uh-huh. I totally agree. The best part about that is, is it's not you're not travel. Well, it's not a long travel to both. Well, and Oregon, uh, they uh, Washington State goes to Autzen. Yes. 
So that's, that's, you know, part of it. Um, but still, I mean, I think Washington and Oregon are both going to come out. Whoever wins, both teams are going to get beat up because it's going to be just a crazy physical game. Yeah, it's – I can't – looking at their schedule, their schedule might be easier than UCLA's. It's it's pretty soft. It's very soft. It is. You're not – yeah, you're not wrong. Um, so, you know, I, they have – I don't know. They have they have they have two more losses on their schedule. They have the in our composite rankings, they have the bottom four teams left. Not a bad not a bad draw. Yeah. Next up's USC. Uh did anybody have them ranked one? Uh oh gosh. Give me a second. Yes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Me. me. Oh, you did? Yeah. All right, explain yourself. 56, 66, 56, 42, 48. That's <laughs> I'll counter with 41. Okay, yeah. You know what? Okay. <laughs> uh, they are scoring at an extremely high clip. Um, I know that I just dogged them and said that uh, they don't play any defense, but that is Lincoln Riley's M.O., he was that way at Oklahoma. He is that way now. He believes that he can outscore most teams, and he can. Um, I I had a hard time putting them there. I really did. But um, there's probably right some now, recency bias because the last game was their was not their best. Yeah, I think so. Um, just yeah, I mean, and it's not like they've been playing anybody special either, right? Right. So in the Arizona state was a game into the fourth quarter. Yeah. I just think it's, I, I just think it's margin of victory is probably what I looked at the most. Okay. Uh, and, and recent history said that there's no reason that I shouldn't have put Washington there either. Right. Yeah. Because they kind of have similar, but Washington struggled to score against a Arizona team that doesn't play the greatest defense and USC is still scoring. Okay. Yeah. So um, looking at their schedule, you know, there's probably two losses on there, and and one of them's probably at Notre Dame. Yeah. So you know, that's I would be very surprised if they're not one of the teams in the uh in the conference championship at the end of the year. You know, and and the, their composite came out of three point one two, so everybody thinks they're right about around third. Yeah. Um, but I I agree. I think I think we went from the easiest schedule in the Pac-12 to probably the remaining hardest schedule in the Pac-12. Um, if we're looking at remaining schedule, I don't think that they their first five games were difficult really at all. Um, yeah, yeah. Colorado's the only one that's kind of given them a test, and it wasn't even really a game in the first half. I think USC just didn't. That was a piss poor coaching job in the second half for that game. But, I mean, you're looking at Arizona, Notre Dame, Utah, Washington, Cal, UCLA, and Oregon. I mean, that's a pretty tough – that's a pretty yeah. tough schedule. So, I think um, I think they probably have the toughest remaining schedule out of everybody. That's – and in, in the reality is all three of the top teams, they all play each other, so all of their schedules are really hard. Right. Yeah, but then you go to North Bend. Yeah, that is tough. tough. Yeah, the only one that – I guess the only two you feel okay about is probably Arizona and Cal and maybe Utah if Cam Rising isn't back. Uh, and this is and this is the top tier, I think, these three. Well, no, I'm going to put Washington State in there because I almost put them number one. So You will, uh, I won't. Okay. I, I, I say that. That. I'll say the top tier for me is I mentioned one through six earlier. I think that's a little bit much. It could be any of those top six. The records will show that that's probably true, but I think anybody who watches it will will know different. I I would say one through three, Jeez. Oregon, Washington, USC are, is the is the front runners for a Pac-12 championship right now. Yep, and that leads us to our number two team, and this is just really really close. Uh, Washington comes in at number two. Yep, with a composite 1.75. You know what the bummer about this part, Trev, is? 
everybody in our voting group had Washington a one or a two, and it could have been a tie with Oregon, except for I messed it up, and I put Washington at three. You and did. that's the re- I did, and that's the reason that Washington is behind Oregon right now, and I feel really bad about it. And and the fans of this show, if you want to hate me for the rest of your lives, that I completely understand. I don't want it, but I would understand it because I feel icky. That was yeah. my bad. I'm sorry, but also I wasn't going to change my vote after that to yeah. make it better because I do think. I do think we're just a half a step behind Oregon right now. I think Oregon's looking really, really good. Um, looking at our remaining schedule, I, I mean, we keep saying it, right? It's a gauntlet. Yeah. But, I mean, Oregon, USC, Utah, Oregon State, and Washington State, that's everybody in the top five, six yeah. that, we, that we still have left to play. So that's absolutely brutal especially when i just said everybody in the pac 12 in the top 6 is fighting for a conference championship so right and you uh, get through if you get through oregon which i think they will and mainly because it's at home you have arizona state and stanford and then things just get insane yeah. it's usc to start november utah oregon state in corvallis and then the Apple Cup. I mean, I'm looking at I'm looking at it on my ESPN app, and there's just a lot of numbers in front of these logos. Like everybody is ranked in November. Yeah, it's it's like the it's only team relentless. that I could see maybe not being ranked at that point is maybe Utah if they don't get healthy. Yeah. Okay, I'll buy that. Yeah, it's gonna be. I, I know. I know. It's yeah. that had a little bit of a contributing factor as far as why I didn't go higher with Washington. I just, this schedule is an absolute gauntlet and it is so hard to see us coming out of this thing undefeated. It really is. It's yeah. You're hoping you're, you got, if you want Washington to get to uh, a conference championship, you have to, you have to beat Oregon to give yourself the opportunity to lose one of those games in November mm-hmm. because yeah. I, I don't know. And this conference hasn't cannibalized itself in the sense that bad teams have been beating good teams yet. So like we could have two teams that are, you know, one loss maybe in the championship. Yeah. yeah. And, and then you're going to get into just scenario <laughs> after scenario. If this happens, this happens, if this happens, this happens. Yeah, and I I wouldn't be surprised if if you if we don't see two or three major upsets because of the fact that you know a team like Oregon has uh three ranked opponents in a row and they could very easily look past an Arizona State or somebody in Arizona um maybe not in Arizona State they, they kind of suck but <laughs> you look past an Arizona or a Cal and and they lay a turd and uh, I could see the PAC 12 just absolutely demonstratizing itself. Yeah. Over the I, rest of the next six weeks. Right. And that leads us to our number, number one team, which makes me sick because I don't, I don't believe this, but uh, Oregon is number one. Uh, once they start hitting some shots down the field, maybe I'll feel a little bit more excited about Oregon. I think outside of Troy Taylor, uh, Troy Franklin Franklin on the outside. I'm not sure how much there is there. The running game is scary. No, Winnington is out for the year, but they got a new, this new guy, Jordan, something that's been really good. Uh, they haven't played anybody. Uh, their one close game was against a Texas tech team that uh, is worse than Arizona, but man, they run the ball. Well, and uh, if their defense is actually as good as it's shown against bad teams, then that does spell some disaster for Washington. But, you know, if you're Oregon, the next three games, you're hoping to come out two and one, I think. Um, Washington is going to be a tough one. That's going to be on the road. A really veteran team. But then you have this Arizona Washington State team that's just scrappy. So, 
I, I you know, they, they could be in danger of going 0-2 there and winning out. I, I kind of think they beat USC just because they can control the tempo a little bit more. And I don't know if USC has a defense that's going to be able to stop their running game. Yeah, and and then, you know, you get to the Civil War and anything can happen there, right? Or Oregon yeah. State proved that last year. With <laughs> By not throwing a pass and winning. Yeah, pretty incredible, really. Wild. <laughs> um, I, did, I didn't mention Washington's composite was 1.75 and Oregon's is 1.5. So I, they're side oh, by yeah. side as yep. far as everybody thinks they're two or one. Yep. Um, but you're right. I, Oregon's defense has not been tested yet. Um, they do, like Washington does, have a bye week to prepare for Washington like we do for Oregon. Also, the, kudos to the conference for doing that. Yeah, I mean, we complained about we complained about that forever, right? Yeah, well done, conference. We we schedule a crazy hard game right before the Oregon game, or and yeah. vice versa. Um, but after Oregon, we have two cupcakes as to where they have to go and play Washington State the next week. So yeah. they, it could be like a 2016 Washington scenario where you pretty much just accept the fact that you're going to lose one of these two games. And right. which one do you prepare harder for? Is it going to be the game that you play at Washington where that offense has looked pretty dynamite and solid and rock solid all year long? Or is it going to be home against Washington state where you feel a lot better about it? I get, I mean, if you're Dan Lanning, you have to try to win the game. You have to prepare like crazy for Washington because I think that's the game he got exposed as a young coach. And I think that, I mean, he's, his quotes have been insane this year. Like he kind of, he kind of looks like a crazy person in some ways. Like, you know, we're taking a lot of teams during the bye week they're taking a rest. We're having a work week. It's like, no, everybody's having a work week. Everybody's preparing and getting healthy and getting better. Like, (laughs) come on. But you know, he, he didn't look great against, Washington last year, you know, and then he did the same kind of risky stuff at Oregon state and ended up costing him. So I think this game really means a lot to him. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I can see that. I mean, it's uh, the biggest rivalry that these two teams have, right? I mean, and next year it's going to be protected, right? It's the only, it's the only rivalry that matters to the big 10. Right. So the fact is, you have to beat your rival to yep. keep your job, and and that is important to landing. The one thing that I that does concern me about Oregon is you barely beat Texas Tech. Um, Texas Tech lost to Wyoming. Yep. Um, but Wyoming is good. Uh, Wyoming is not a typical non-power five conference team. They they held their own against Texas. Um, You're right. But. Still, you would expect Texas Tech to handle them. And if they struggle with them, then you would expect Oregon to handle them. And they didn't. So I, I, I do think Oregon's beatable. I don't think that they're this juggernaut that they claim to be. I don't think Bo Nix is this juggernaut that he claims to be. Um, but I do think that the loser of this game, that quarterback is out for the Heisman. Uh, I would say that's very accurate. Um, Texas Tech also then dropped a game to West Virginia, so they're they're sitting at two and three right now. Yeah, you know, Kayla asked me on the pod uh, like last week if I thought having a close game would be beneficial for Washington as opposed to Oregon going in with you know kind of marching through Stanford. And the reality is, both of these teams have played one full game. I don't see a huge difference between where these. You can't, I, I can't compare them in, in that situation. I can compare them on other things, but who's more prepared to play this game? They're equally prepared. Their starters have basically been out in the, after the first half and they had to play one close game. Washington's was more comfortable, but y- you can see why this game is so like, it's the biggest game ever in the history of the rivalry. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. We played for a lot of years, and then I was just looking at West Virginia's four and one. Their only losses to Penn State. So that's pretty good too. Yeah, 
They beat TCU. Everybody beats TCU. Give me a break. Uh, <laughs> Hang the van. You know, I don't know if I've ever seen. <laughs> that's the Sonny I, Dykes effect. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, that's a serious thing. I don't know if I've ever seen a fall off that fast from winning a semifinal to to what Georgia broke TCU. Yeah. And then it's it just hasn't been the same. No, you're absolutely right on that, too. Yeah, TCU. Oh, man. Yeah, they're three and two. They beat SMU, Houston, and Nickel State. So yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, lost to Colorado and West Virginia. Yeah, well, that's our rankings. This con- the the next two months, the swan song of this conference are going to be just super duper fun to watch. I can't believe it, and and it works out well for me and Jake because we get to go. Uh, every month we get to go to a game, so we're going to be at the Oregon game. We'll be down in Corvallis as well. Um, those games are going to be insane. Like, regardless of what happens next Saturday, that game is going to be the most rowdy crowd since the Stanford game in 2016. Yeah. And it, the, the, uh, the 12:30 in hopefully in some nice sun, maybe a little drizzle that is going to be wild. Yeah. yeah. I can't wait. I'm so excited. I I'm gonna get rowdy. Yeah, yeah. So you know, uh, this will be it for the week for us. We won't have one on Sunday. We'll get back next week. Uh, get ready for this huge matchup with Oregon. And let's if, go the if Washington beats Oregon when we're there, I might jump into the lake. Yeah, and he can't swim, guys. <laughs> don't, don't tell people that they'll believe it. <laughs> all right well for trevor mueller jake grant go dogs go dogs